1: This AceCast download is brought to you by LinkSoul. Go to LinkSoul.com and by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep. Go to NestBedding.com. From baseball's top personalities, the Hall of Famer, one of the great TV broadcasters, Bob Costas is here on A's Cast Live. To the A's legendary players, five time Major League Baseball home run champ, Mark McGuire is with us here. You never
2: know what stories you're going to hear. You are think about it at lunch and run with our shirts off. <laughs> <laughs> you would save me. This is A's Unfiltered with Chris Townsend.
1: Thank you for listening to A's Cast, and it's time now for another edition of A's Unfiltered. We're going to have Eduardo Perez, the former GM Jim Duquette, and also his partner and host of the Power Alley on Sirius XM, Mike Farron. And remember, Jim Duquette, Jim Bowden, their show that they also do on Sirius XM, the front office, could be the best show in all of baseball. But Mr. Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN, Eduardo Perez, former player, son of Hall of Famer Tony Perez, and also does the morning show on SiriusXM. XM. There's a lot of Sirius XM in this one. Eduardo Perez, always great to catch up with him. Had been a while, he stopped by our set at the winter meetings
2: in Nashville.
1: Well the last time we saw you was the wild card game and that didn't go so hot. So
2: <laughs> That wasn't my fault now. Don't blame me for
1: that one, alright? Now you we just we just went live back in the bay. Okay. Normally for years now at the winter meetings we've always let off with our general manager which is David Force years before that Billy Bean. Right. We bumped him cuz when I
2: they said we could have you. So am I the next general manager? You're you're the
1: Ricky Henderson of A's cast right now. You're leading off, baby. I'm
2: leading off. You're the
1: leadoff man for the winter meetings. That's
2: perfect because I just finished doing the leadoff spot on MLB Network Radio. Which I listen to all the time
1: going to golf early in the morning back on the West Coast. There we go. Back to the Phillips. I like it.
2: You and Steve Phillips. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Another winter meetings. And, you know, this is last year was crazy.
0: Yeah. Last year it was a lot, a
2: lot of a lot of money spent, also by the Padres, but a lot of teams as well, and we saw a lot of record-breaking deals. And woke up this morning and saw you know that trade with uh, that you get Seattle and Atlanta, and I think this is going to jumpstart what these winter meetings are going to be about. Plus, all the international players that are going to sign to different places. But most importantly is, where is Shohei Otani going to end up? And I think once we find out where he ends up, I think everything else will fall in place.
1: I've got something I want to throw at you since we're just starting, what I think about Shohei Otani. Because obviously, we've been living it for a while. He made his debut against the right. A's. We've watched him so many times. But I first got to ask you, because I remember I talked to you about this you had just gotten your COVID set up back in your house. Yes. And I remember you were showing us your COVID set up. I don't know if you remember that interview. Right. It, was, yep. it was a while ago. If I remember correctly, you're a Florida State Seminole. Oh, man, you're going there too. Seri- uh,
2: like, I am passionate about it. I am a Seminole. Seriously, yeah. you go undefeated. You survive without,
1: without your quarterback?
2: We let's Okay, you want my perspective on this? I'll give it to you. Simple as can be. And it's – you're 13 and 0. You go on the road and two Power Five teams on the road. You beat them early on in the early on in yeah. the season, right? LSU. You go there. They were a top 20 team. You go in preseason wise until Florida State took care of them. Then you also go on the road and and you're able to beat Florida on the road. I don't care if they're ranked or not. It's a it's a game that you go and Gainesville's tough. Gainesville's tough, especially when it's Florida. Florida State. You beat Miami at home. Miami, Florida State, a lot of years of rivalry. Teams, players always up their game when you play against like that. And I get it. Early on in the season, Clemson was also ranked top 20. You go out and you beat Clemson on the road. And yet, because they're unranked, because you beat them and they dropped, they didn't play to their ability later on, you now get penalized for it. And everybody says, well, why did Alabama leapfrog Florida State? And my question is, why did Texas leapfrog Florida State? That's my big question because the simple reason was because Texas beat Alabama early on in the year. And because they did not lose the rest of the way, now the team that gets penalized in all of this is the Seminoles. And it just it sends a bad message throughout the entire industry, the entire industry of – uh, who the ACC is? They finished six and four against the SEC this year. I know my numbers now. Yeah, no, I'm passionate about this, and I'm speaking as a as a null. And I understand what they're saying. Travis is out for the remainder of the year. I get it. His college career is over. I understand that. The part I don't understand is you have told the defense that you are not valuable at all to what a team is, and they held Louisville to six to six uh, six points on the board, no touchdowns, their defense dominated. They dominated on the ground with a freshman um, and they're not going to get an opportunity to win a national championship and that is sad to
1: see. Yeah, to me it shows you have a championship roster and I just want to bring that up cuz we've been down here in Nashville and it's funny, you know, you get out of the West Coast and you come out of the South. It's everywhere it's we're going country. everybody. We, there are a lot of women we've heard talking yeah. about it cuz when the rain, we we were at the Titans game yesterday. We've been all over the place. That's awesome. So, we were at the Titans game yesterday, and that's when the rankings came out, and everybody was a buzz in the stadium about what was going on. So, I had to bring it up. Shoe Otani. It's not right. You guys should be in the top four. Um, Shoe Otani. We've been dealing with Shoe Otani for a while, and I don't think a lot of people truly get it because we sit here and we look at the two way and we call him the unicorn. People need to understand I'm a business guy. And you need to understand the business of baseball and what he is worth. It is incredible. Like, we sell Japanese advertising behind home plate when he plays. Everybody makes money off of him. Mm-hmm. So when I bring him up, I say he's like Tom Cruise. You put him in the movie, you're going to make money. And right. Shohei Otani brings you money that no one has ever brought. He brings you the international money, no, ever, no other player has ever brought. The return on investment that you're going to get is what I'm trying to get at for any of the team that signed
2: him. It's unbelievable. We've never seen anything like it. It's unbelievable also the division that he goes to because they'll play more games. As you said, they'll be able to sell on the road as well. Yeah, It brings them a, a lot of money. It sort of reminds me of uh, Messi when he went to FC Miami, right, where all of the sudden uh, – Inter-Miami where all of a sudden – it became a spectacle where everybody was involved in this. And I think that's what makes Toronto really interesting because they're the only team in that country where when you go to Vancouver at 4 o'clock Pacific time, you're watching in every sports pub, there's a Toronto Blue Jay game going on. Um, He's he's that important. But not only is he that important, even if you're a general manager and you're not sold on, do I want to invest this much money in one player? am I going to be able to win with this player because I've invested that much and I won't be able to go and get other players to complement them for the, for a for, for a price? You have to deal with the marketing department. You have to deal with the owner that's going to be right there uh, saying, I want them, do whatever it takes to get them, and by the way, put a competitive team out there. That's hard to do. And that's the part that's a little bit tricky here, and I think – Overall, the wild card in all of this because he's enjoyed the fruits of Shohei Otani for the last six years. Well, four of you really look at it because one year, the 2020 year, and the other year he was Tommy John. It wasn't a two-way star, but he still dealt with the bat, Was is Artie Moreno. And we've seen in the past Artie Moreno, the owner of the Angels, go out and get Josh Hamilton, overpay for him, go out and uh, overpay for Albert Pujols and give him more years and a lot of money. Will he do the same thing with Shohei Otani? I think he is. I think he's the wild card guy where in 10 years from now, most likely he won't be the owner of the team. So he might backload an unbelievable deal and let the next owner deal with it. But in the meantime, capitalize on what Shohei Otani can bring the Angels as far as marketing. We made the prediction when he got hurt that it brought the Angels
1: really back into play. Because this is the medical staff he's dealt with. These are the people that he's dealt with. This is where he's been comfortable. Right. He loves living in Orange County. Just felt like it brought him in play. Now the Angels made all those salary dump moves late in the season. They've gotten under one of the levels of the uh, of the cap. So it's going to be interesting. The Dodgers. and the, But then I think of like San Francisco. You think of all the... Uh, you think about the Japanese airlines flying into San Francisco or Seattle. That's what I'm saying. You think about Japanese banks that are in San Francisco and Seattle. That these are all the things that you're thinking about beyond just when is he going to be able to pitch? When is he going to win games? How many dingers he's going to hit? It's how how much? I mean, he's a human cash cow. It's like Tom Cruise in Top Gun Two. You put Tom yeah. Cruise in the movie, you make money Maverick, not only baby. here, you make money not only here, but it's the international money you
2: make with Tom Cruise being in the film. 100%, and I'm not talking about the sunglasses. Uh, what what I am saying, though, is just imagine now you look at the tax pers- uh, perspective of it, right? San Francisco being California, cost of living there as well. Your money goes a lot longer in Seattle or in Texas. Two other teams that are rumored no also as well as with Shohei Otani. And then you look at the move that the Seattle Mariners are making, right? They dump uh, Eugenio Suarez's salary. They dump, again— Salary yesterday from Marco Gonzalez and also Evan White. So that right there, Evan White's owed $15 million for the next two years plus a club option.
1: Did you forget about him? I totally forgot about
2: him. I know. (laughs) I know. He's one of five, right? He's one of five that ended up signing a a deal before he even got to the big leagues. And I don't even, and I think the Atlanta Braves took him just to say, okay, we, you know what, we'll take Kelnick because we want him. Yeah. And oh, by the way, you're going to give us a left handed starter that's 31 years young. In, in Marco Gonzalez that he could revamp in Atlanta, they'll make him better there. He'll be better there. I, I really do believe that. Travel's a lot easier, believe it or not, when you're not out west, especially in the great northwest as it is in Seattle. So that plays as well. I think if Shohei Otani would go to the center, I think Chicago, if they were to sell and, and have Shohei Otani sit down in front of them, they can say, look, not only can you be that two-way player when your arm gets healthy, next year. But the travel, you know how much time you spend in the air being out west? Oh, yeah. It's if brutal. you're in Chicago, it's a 55-minute flight to St. Louis. It's a—it's an hour flight to Cincinnati. It's a 35-minute drive to Milwaukee. I mean, just start, you know, an hour, but the way I drive, 35. Yeah. But its <laughs> it's – you know, It's a shorter distance, your life expectancy on the field because your body's not going through these five, six-hour flights, depending on the jet stream, always going back west from playing in the Central or way out East. It's a game-changer. It's a game-changer. That's how I would sell it if I'm one of the Central teams out there. And the only team I think that can compete is the, the Cubs. That's why I mentioned the Chicago Cubs. And if you're out East, Good luck in trying to get them, I think. You know, right now I think with this trade, I think Shohei Otani is, is not going to be a part of the Atlanta Braves. I don't see Atlanta making a play no. for them. But I do see the Angels. I do see the Cubs. I do see Seattle, Texas. And I think that's pretty much it. Toronto you brought up. I brought Toronto as well. You're that's right, Toronto, because it's the entire country. It's those international those city. Those five teams right yeah. now are the teams that I see that have the ability to be able to get Shoyotani and win when it comes to the marketing side of it. I don't know if they get him. They win as far as a championship with him. I don't see that happening. Do you give up a ton of prospects for Soto now, or do you wait and bid for him as a free agent? Um, If I am in the position that I know that if I have a Juan Soto for 600 plate appearances, I go trade him now. Um, Prospects are that until they are they can prove themselves at the big league level. And I am not holding back in order to win a, a world cha- a series championship. The difference the money making ability is is great and I know Soto most likely he's waited this long most he's projected to make 33 million this year. I don't see him signing a multi-year deal with a team that get, that he just gets traded for. So he's going to go to free agency. But if I am the Toronto Blue Jays, that's another team that I have to involved in this. If if I am the Seattle Mariners, I have to thank Juan Soto. I gotta tell you, I love listening to you guys
1: in the morning on the way to the course. You guys do a great job because out west it's early, right? It's it's, a, it's, it's very early. It's we very get surprised early. when we get a when we get a <laughs> call
2: early morning from Hi, it's uh, it's uh, who was it? It's Scott in San Diego. Yeah, I'm like, wow, you're up early.
1: Because you guys transitioned to the Duke and Farron, who we love having on the program, too. It's like, I'm telling you, Sirius XM year-round channel 89 – uh i think your guys's coverage of the entire league what you guys do especially you and steve phillips you former player with the with a guy that and i love you know steve phillips played a little bit in his time too yeah.
2: oh man we don't we, we have to hear about that all, all the, time. the time he's Lefty. always giving
1: you his minor league statistics
2: oh. <laughs> i listen you know what, listen. Though? what what heck of a partner though um and what i actually i look forward to waking up in the morning my wife actually gets a little bit she's like really you're getting up again I love mornings. And she, seven years ago, I think it was eight years ago, she said, look, if you're going to get another job and it's make sure you're at the house doing it because yeah. this traveling all over the place is ridiculous. And obviously I do the Sunday night baseball yeah. and I was doing before Monday night and all that. She's like, this traveling stuff is getting you old. Stay at home. And then all of a sudden this opportunity came to be able to do MLB Network Radio and work with Steve. And she's like, wow, you really love this, don't you? I'm like, I love it. And I go to sleep late. I stay up and I watch all the West Coast games. And with three, four hours sleep, let's go. Let's do the leadoff spot in the mornings. And it's, 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 uh, it's a bright day.
1: Well, I know at some point you're probably going to be a manager. But at that point, we will lose a terrific broadcaster. Because your, your career from a player to a broadcaster has been phenomenal. So I know someday you will manage. We will miss you when that day comes.
2: (laughs) Well, I appreciate that, but it still still keeps me in the game, what I do now, and I love what I do now. Um, By the way, my heart goes out to all the A's fans out in the Bay Area because I know what baseball has meant to the fans there, the loyal fans there. I was there in the 1990s watching the World Series, Oakland against Cincinnati as my dad was coaching with the Reds, and – Man, first of all, one of the most beautiful stadiums before they closed it yeah. for the Raiders and Killed all that. It. They they just crushed it. They crushed it, and uh, but the fans, as loyal as you guys have been, especially out in right field, man, <laughs> it's it's uh, it was it's always a joy to to go and and I remember as a player getting in the same batter's box as Sal Bando, as Joe Rudy, and I said I don't mention Reggie because I'm a right-handed yeah. hitter. It's the righties in that lineup. When you know, I, I was like, man, this is, this is where the greats stood and where the A's dominated in the '70s. I mean, that was that was a beautiful brand of baseball and where Ricky st- stood. And that was my first big league game. Was actually in in uh, actually in Anaheim against the Athletics, and it was Ricky Henderson at the plate, and I was playing third for the first time. And I'm like, oh my God, it's Ricky Henderson hitting, and I'm playing third. This yeah. is surreal. That's awesome. Um, so. To me, that's in the first ground ball I ever made. The play was actually on Ricky's second at bat, chopper coming in. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Ricky! I got to rush and throw it. So there's a lot of history with with Oakland, and uh, personally, and I and um, that's one thing that I'll never forget. Bay Area baseball.
1: I know our fans appreciate that. Thank you so much for you stopping by. Well, you hear him on Sirius XM Power Alley in the morning, starts at what is it 7 a.m. Pacific? Yeah, for us out west. Yes, That's right. And, of course, doing uh, TV pre for the New York Mets, former general manager. Jim Duquette joins us here on A's Cast Live. Duke, it's always great to have you on. How are you?
3: Always nice to see you. Yeah, Everything good to see good. you. Was, despite the fact that we haven't done anything well, as an in industry.
1: We came to Nashville. We got to go to the Titans game. We did Broadway Street. We've done a bunch of barbecue. I mean, um, wow. That's, a, that's amazing. Is, is this what we came for? I hope not, but <laughs> that's what it's looking like right now. Yeah, this is this –
3: is, uh, you know, I was a little concerned when we got here. Got here Saturday because uh, our show on Sunday, our front office show, uh, we had. Um, let,
1: and let me throw out there, this – if you're a – if you love the game of baseball from a, from a general manager's perspective, I always listen to it on the way up to the games in Oakland. Jim Squared, is our own Dallas Braden called it, uh, your guys' front office show. I'm sorry I didn't bring that one up on Sunday morning. No. It might be the best show, whether we're talking terrestrial radio, streaming, satellite. That show is phenomenal. And you get the all your buddies, all the front office guys. It's amazing.
3: We, well, we have Bowden guilting them into coming onto our show. <laughs> That's you know, like if you don't come on, I'm gonna rip you in the athletic. like he like <laughs> threatens them with, with that kind of stuff. And so yeah, we get all the guests on our show, which is which is fun. And uh, so we had our show on Sunday night, but prior to that, Nightingale has to go ruin the atmosphere here at the uh, Nashville by saying he doesn't think Otani's gonna sign until next week. Yeah. Well, every person that I've talked to, GM agent, they're all like, well, the whole market is tied to it. once Otani signs, then then it'll break the dam and everyone else will sign after that, or you'll start to see, you know, le- uh, interest pick up in other spots. So if you take, you know, and right now it kind of looks like Otani went, reports are pretty accurate that they were in Dunedin, Florida. Why Why Dunedin, Florida? Listen, there are better spring training sites than Dunedin, Florida, but they the. the the Blue Jays have a terrific spring training site there, so they went to visit there. It's right in the middle of of our winter meetings. Yeah, like why are we? But the agent, he couldn't f- find a better time to go to Florida than right in the middle of our winter meetings. Like the 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 unfortunately, the agent is holding the industry hostage here, and maybe that's how he wanted it. But there's a lot of uh, of animosity. It's been directed towards the agent currently because of the way this has been handled so far.
1: And my other theory to this is we got a cable problem. We got an RSN problem. Yes, we do. And there are teams who still don't even know. There's teams who they've lost their cable money. We got teams who don't know yet whether they're going to lose their cable money. And I think that could also be playing it. And you know, as a GM, right, if you don't know if you're going to have the cable money or not, it's going to be tough for you to be out here, you could be in Nashville throwing money yeah. out in guaranteed years if you don't know what your cable is going to
3: look well, like. Well, we have at least three teams, Minnesota, Cleveland, San Diego, off the top of my head, that already know that it's going to be a little bit of a reduced pie of the regional uh, money, the, the the local TV money. It's affecting their, their overall Major League payroll. So they're reducing payroll. They're jettisoning players that um, ordinarily, you'd say – uh, Cal Quantra. why why was he put on waivers and claimed? You know the deal was done with Colorado Rockies, but he he was a good pitcher for the Guardians two years ago because they're reducing their payroll because of their TV deal. Why is Sonny Gray, you know, not back as a Minnesota Twin because he wanted to be there or Kenta Maeda? partly because the market went up, but partly because they have to reduce their payroll because of the the TV stuff that's going on. So it does that part of it is impacting the industry as well.
1: So as a as someone who's been around this. And if you think about Shohei Ohtani, it's more than just a player. It's because what he is going to make you domestically, what he's going to make you internationally, we've learned a lot about that. I've done the comparison. It's like, you know, you want to make a lot of money, make a film, you get Tom Cruise in it. Put Tom Cruise in the movie, you make a lot. Mm -hmm. You want to make another mission possible? Well, if you got Tom Cruise, you're going to make money. Overseas, you're going to make money here. Top Gun to it. To me, that's like what Ohtani is the star. You get him. You're going to make a lot of money. There's no Agreed. question about it. But going in, that I mean, when you talk about the owner, how many people in the, your sales, everybody that's going to really have to be involved to say, what is the value? What are we willing to offer? This is so different than probably any other free agent we've ever seen. He,
3: he is because, you know, you, the international uh, part of this and the subscribers, when you have the streaming option and when you have the different business that, you know, that, like, if you watched an Angels game, which you you saw a lot mm-hmm. of, right, any type of shot of home uh, behind home plate, especially when Otani was up, was a lot of Japanese companies that were paying millions of dollars for that access and for that exposure, right? And so, you know, if you're in a, a market that's in on Otani, and it's mostly the larger market ones, you're, you're trying to put figure out what is the value, you know, either now or five years from now, what kind of revenue can you bring in? It's going to be an offset of what you're going to have to pay this guy long term. And how can you maximize, you know, the the dollars in what are the different areas, you know, the different little – uh, business aspects of it that we, you're going to, you know, is it going to be just advertising in the stadium? No, of course not, right? It's going to be the TV ads, all everything that's related to it, the merchandising. So the, these are huge, huge deals that you have to get multiple people in the business department on board with it in crunching numbers and figuring out what is the overall impact going to be on your team. And so, yeah, I think that that's why you see some of these teams that are in it that you're is Toronto really in it? Yeah, I mean, the, but what he, you know, bringing him there to the country, to not just Toronto, but to the country of Canada, would be huge, a huge financial game for, you know, Rogers, uh, you know, communication, who owns the Blue Jays. So, the, they're not. It's it's a complicated deal, and financially, and that's why I think another reason why you're seeing the price tags, and the numbers that you're seeing with Otani go over five hundred million.
1: Now, when you sign a long-term deal, it, it's it's like getting married. It's like when I told my wife I want to be with you forever. I wasn't allowed to say, but in two years I want to check back and I might want to opt out. And then yeah. I might want to opt out again in four years. I, I wasn't able to put any opt-out clauses in my marriage. Right. Uh, how do you feel as an executive, you want to sign a long-term deal, but yet someone wants a... What we're hearing is a lot of different opt-outs, so right. I want to offer everything, and I want to love you forever, and right. you want to, every couple of years, be able to say you're out of here.
3: Yeah, I, I am not a big fan of the opt-out, although I have grown to uh, understand You know, it's a, it's a necessary evil the, it, we're not, like, it's, not, it's like the 98-mile-an-hour fastball. We can't tell pitchers to stop throwing that hard, even though it's a risk of injury. Correct. Uh, we created this monster called the opt-out, and you can't put it back into the bottle. It's not, you
1: know. The <laughs> toothpaste is out of the tube. It's done.
3: It's done. It's over. <laughs> you got to make the adjustment. you got to stop kicking. You know, you, you can say kick sand to the agent all you want. But in the end, someone else is going to give it to him. So for for you to compete with the guy, you got to give him the opt-out. So now, you know, in the end, I would say this. If he were to opt out after five years, so you've got five good years, and he said, yeah, I'm going to opt out for the final five and re- go out and renegotiate a new deal. I've come to reconsider this a little bit and say, you know what? We had him for five really good years. Maybe the back end of the five which I was concerned about at the yeah. very beginning. Maybe I'm I'm okay with him going out there. Maybe I don't need to take that So the risk divorce anymore. is okay. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. maybe maybe yeah. in the end, you know, okay, that's part ways, that's part that can we stay friends. But you went to somewhere else. I don't know. That's 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 to me I'm starting to get a little more comfortable with that idea.
1: I like it too because we know we don't get better as we get older. Hardly ever. I mean wine. What
3: else? What else che- age as well?
1: Some cheese. Cheese, but it has to be certain cheese. Certain meats. You can dry age some meats, not long, but you can dry age some meat. Farron
3: says the worst part of, of uh the meat, right? Um what's what's the what's the meat that he I mean, he loves to just cook it and just let it sit for for days. Right and and whatever whatever, um, the cu- the meat cut that he that he no one else really likes it but he's like I like it because you can let it sit for sit five or six days and then it's it's really really tender. Like, Your partner's got it. Why issues. do we, can we just to wait admit that that long to have a meal? I I want I want dinner tonight. You
1: know I I I, I if I was the boss. Yeah. At Sirius XM. I would say if, if you work as hard as you did at the bar working people at night, if you worked on your show during the day as, as hard as you worked at, you know how good your show would be? No one's working that bar harder than that guy at night.
3: We try to keep the bar low. We, we, don't, need, we don't need to be raising the bar anymore. Don't be, you know, I mean, let Farron do his thing. He's going to sweat all over you. We know that he's going to be pouring sweat everywhere. That's just part of the deal. Yeah, I mean, he's going to hang out with who he hangs out with, and most of them don't come on our show. Yeah. You know, they're just like friends. It's like friends of Mike. Okay, you're over there. We'll talk to you later, but you're not coming on the show. Like, no one wants to listen to you. Like, that's, that's, that's just part they, of it. <laughs> just because you bought him drinks last yeah, night yeah. doesn't mean you're going to be a no, guest on the no, show. No,
1: no, no. You're not coming on. We're not we're not letting you on. Yeah. All right, but Before we let you go, Juan Soto, we're waiting around. This is he's yeah. 24 years old. Mm. This guy's got this incredible career in front of him. He's got one year left, about $33, 33 million will be about arbitration. Yep. You know, it's like we're not even talking about him. We should. and I mean, yep. people should be fighting over him, and yep. it's not happening.
3: They will fight over him once Otani goes, because the teams who don't get Otani will will be in on – not all of them, but some of them will be in on, on Soto. You know, like Toronto for sure. Uh, you know, the Yankees are in. They can say they're out, but they're in, um, and they think they're the only game in town. Toronto's in. There'll be another team, maybe Chicago, if they don't get Otani. But um, they can compete with the package that the Yankees have put together for Soto. So I, I think that in the end, um, he's going to be traded. They're basically showing all their cards out there, you know, I think. But they gotta got to wait. Like the rest of the industry, you know, Bellinger's got to wait. Uh, after Yamamoto, the you know Jordan Montgomery will go, and Blake Snell and Eduardo Re- Rodriguez may go, but he you know he's here kind of shopping and going into every suite, and there's teams that are interested in him, but there's a pecking order, and it's, it's got to be Otani first, and then Yamamoto next, and that that looks like it's going to go into next week.
1: Is that I, where the Mets? Of course, you cover the Mets. Is yeah. Yamamoto is that where? They're coming in with it, the Mets, yeah. yeah.
3: Well, but it's also the Yankees, the Dodgers, Giants. Because if the Giants don't get Otani, who's their star player that they got to get? Well, maybe it's Bellinger, but it's likely Yamamoto. Maybe it's both. But they—they, they, you know, there's a lot of pressure on on Farhan Zaidi right yes. now. You know, and that factors into some of these some of these numbers that you're seeing. Like, who knows with Yamamoto where that number's going? And I keep hearing it's—you know—it might be close to 250 or more because there are teams out there like like the Giants that, if they don't get Otani, which is hard to predict that they're gonna their their fallback is Yamamoto, you know. So it's going to be fascinating once Otani goes, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen by tomorrow when we're all heading out of here.
1: On my way to the golf course, this is the guy listen to. I hope you're hitting him straight. The game is actually in the off season about this time so game good, right? game is strong. It's better.
3: Yeah. Uh when does it start to go downhill? February. Five. That's the kind of well when you. Well, spring I'm strong training.
1: into February, and then once we start, we go down to Arizona because you think you go to spring. To, well, we work all day, so I don't get yeah. to play. Yep. And then once we start games, we come on before and the that's games, it. and yeah. it's
3: done. Yeah, it's over.
1: So I enjoy this time. This is my time of year. Yeah.
3: Well, all right. I'm feeling it. I'm glad. What 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 is it at right now? Four. Is that the best? It's been? What's the best? Y- it's been the handicap.
1: Three point eight. Okay.
3: That's significant. Yeah. Yeah. Three eight. Can you get better than that? Do you think? Ever? I got to stop working. That's my problem. Got to win the.
1: I got to sit here and talk about Otani have Got to win the lottery. Yeah, I'm sitting here talking about talking about a bunch of people that don't affect me. That's the problem. Yeah, it is the problem. If you could figure out how I could get, hmm.
3: I'll give that some thought. How can I get you more golf time? Yeah. Hell, man, that's what smart people do. Let me figure
1: that out. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you
1: know I love the All shows. Right, buddy. good to They're see you, as always.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me on.
1: And uh, good luck with the sweater.
3: Oh, man, the sweater. And uh, did you notice today we had, uh, who was it that we had on? It was Mike Hazen, general manager of the Diamondbacks. Farron was the radio guy there. Farron walks around now. He's got, the, he's got two buttons on his uh, shirt. Unbutton, right? The third one only Gabe Kapler unbuttons <laughs> the third, okay? But Farron should button it all the way to the top because he's got all this chest hair that comes popping out like a gift. It's, it's not a, good. It's, it's, a, it's a terrible look. 70s. It is a terrible look. Oh, good lord. <laughs> and we had to look at it. All of our guests had to look at it. The whole show. It was terrible. You know what I'm talking about too. You, you I he, saw he's hair You saw I, it. I saw Imagine, it. Imagine. The sweaty chest hair <laughs> popping out, like it's not good.
1: Sometimes it's better uh, just to be on the
0: phone when you're a guest on Power Alley. <laughs> <laughs> phone only. The, <laughs> phone only. The best thing is MLB Network BK has a shredder. You have the sweater. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We,
3: we do. Oh, my God. I'm never going to look at the shredder again. Uh, Dif- any Differently. I can't. Uh, oh, Lord. All right. You be right, well. Right. Happy holidays. Good to see you, guys. Next same, time, we'll see same. you in
1: spring training.
3: All right. Look forward to it.
2: You're talking to the Rolex, wearing, diamond ring, wearing, get stealing, wheel and dealing, limousine, right, jet
0: flag, son of a gun.
1: I mean, I just, dun dun, 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 I mean, it's like Ric Flair. When you come walking through, everybody parts. It's Mr. Be- I mean, forget Tom Selleck, Mr. Baseball. In order to be
0: the best, you have to beat the best, Downey. How are you? I'm great, man. It's good to see you. It's nice to see you in person. It's nice to not have a little fan going over my head while I talk to you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Know, like if Ray could come over and, like, blow my hair around, then it would feel a little bit more like I'm doing this from home.
1: You guys like your little bunker.
0: Basically, but I'll tell you what—I got a great view. You know, that's what they set up where I do my radio show too. And
1: is that so, where you do it? Because you got yeah, the, you got the great TV around you too. Oh, all the games the behind me. You. Yeah, but You're like I... a sports book. I was thinking maybe I had a gambling problem. <laughs> With a gambling problem. Uh, I'm not a gambling solution. I don't do
0: it. Um, but like I stare out at the pool, and I've got a Camelback and a palm tree in my yeah. view. So it's perfect. It's great. It's beauty living in the Valley of the Sun.
1: You know you probably work these meetings like when they talk about sean casey being the mayor Uh, i mean clearly you're the mayor of the winter meeting. you're you're working the meetings you're working people getting coffee and you'll be there till like 2 a.m tonight in the bar working people
0: yeah i I don't know if it's working people i mean listen i love people and the winter meetings like we, we were having this discussion as a staff the other day And if you were to tell me you can only do one of the jewel events every year, and I've been fortunate I get to be in part of spring training and all-star game and post-seasons and all that Calling WBC
1: games, Mr. WBC. WBC, So,
0: like, I've gotten a chance to do some really special things. But if I could pick one, just one to do, it would be the winter meetings. I love the winter meetings because I get to see everybody that I don't get to see during the course of the year. And so for four days or three days now, it's great conversation it's a chance to have a warm embrace i'm a little bit of a social butterfly so like i like bit. to be able to get around talk to a bunch of different people and the other part is that you know a lot of times and this is like i'm gonna you know, get deep in the weeds here like i don't always text sources when i need information for me i don't like to bother but if i see them in person here like i get a chance to really catch up keep those connections going and to learn and that's one of the things that i love about baseball is that um there's so much to learn. Like I, I was a like right, right B team first baseman. Don't go very far, right? Like so, I will spend the rest of my life trying to figure out everything I can about the game, knowing I will never know everything about it or how to really play it. But that's the beauty of this.
1: Farron, Duquette Power Alley. Normally on its well, back home you're on at seven. We're on at seven here too. Pacific. Pacific, yeah. You're starting at nine, like we yeah, are. Nine local time. Yeah. So I was like, we
0: just sleep in a little bit. I How like are you it. dealing with being like our direct competition right now? Do you feel like we're cutting into your audience?
1: I was, I, I was a little angry. Like they said you were going to be next to us. And I'm like, it's game on. I was like, who do you got? You got Farron or Duquette? Cause it's going to be game. Like right now we're in between the Cubs and the Cardinals right now. If we have right. to,
0: we might have to solve a dispute here. Matt Pauly's tough. Camo X like yeah. I wouldn't want to get into yeah he's, with he, yeah, yeah he's got size Over these I don't know and The TV Guys you know they're all
1: too pretty Oh wow <laughs> the marquee guys Are soft huh I I'm just say they're pretty I just I just knew if there was because Eduardo came over I'm cool with him because he would have been before us if we we're next to each other, and he's a big dude. I got a better chance of taking the Duke down.
0: Here's here's what, what yeah I think that that's who, like do, who, I understand that especially at your advanced age that you want to take on the older guy. Yeah, and force Cody yeah. to try and. Fight I think you guys you box. guys are
1: kind of a good match. I think I think it'd
0: be like sumo wrestling. The I think the thing that you we we need to say is that if we had been next to each other, would it have been like I mean, in honor of the Cubs, right? The bleachers yelling right field sucks, left field sucks at each other. Like I think that's what it would have been happening. Is we would have just been shouting at each other I a lot of finger pointing it would have been a very very baseball brawl right like pointing at each other not actually doing anything
1: i would have sabotaged yourself <laughs> yeah
0: you yeah did i, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, appreciate that.
1: there would have been some stuff that would have yeah. gone on actually i went by the duke today and because you know it's tough it's like i saw you this morning i want to come up and give you a big hug but you're talking to three people so yeah but I, they weren't important you could have i over. didn't know see i don't know i don't know if it's your boss i don't know if that's in depth or they're no. just MLB.com writers. I I don't don't know. It was actually an
0: MLB.com writer and a PR (laughs) person for a team. So yeah, that's exactly what it was. So I was just like,
1: "Hey, what's up, bro?" So it's like you just don't know. I saw the Duke this morning. I don't know if he even Duke. I have to think might remember me. He may not.
0: Who could forget you,
1: the great Duke Jim DeCand? I listened to you. I was Eduardo was surprised. I'm like, "Oh yeah, I listened to you guys on Way to Play Golf." He's my early, early tea time. Yes. Him and
0: Steve Phillips. Yeah. He's the if you're playing from the tips, you're getting those. I guys. mean, it's early. I mean, I'm like, and he says he loves it. He says he loves a lot of things. No, I'm sure he does. Like, listen, he's Eduardo's great because he's um, you know, obviously his most prominent job is doing Sunday night baseball. Yeah, but he's so connected to the game. And he's I think he's a really important voice for baseball in that he is outstanding at sharing the personalities of Latin American players, which is something I think we are better at now than we were even five years ago as media. But it really helps when you have a native Spanish speaker to be able to do that, because we want to be able to learn about these guys, right? We want to be able to connect with players on our favorite team. The other thing that Eduardo does that I think he thinks is important for players, and I don't dispute that is, he will challenge them to, listen, I know this is uncomfortable, but you need to do this interview in English. Because... Trying to learn to communicate—it's not easy learning a second language, right? No and especially the older you get. Like, if you're 19 years old, it's a lot easier to learn than when you're 29 or 39. And for those guys who have been learning and working on it, the biggest issue that they have, I think, in in doing interviews in English, is confidence. If you've ever tried to learn another language and speak to a native speaker. Confidence is an issue. I have a lot of family in Spain. They love to make fun of my Spanish because it's very halting, right? I'm always searching for the next word. Well, and think the way like to do it is to get comfortable. Ca- camera's on you. Yeah. Right? Oh, it's and a lot of microphone. Right? Yeah. It's like, hold it. Absolutely. Brand.
1: We saw with Frankie Montas. Frankie Montas at one point did not want to try English. And then all of a sudden, we we're like, wait a minute, your English is really so it's. A little time for us to build his confidence up to where all of a sudden he stopped the interpreter and he was. And and now you wouldn't even know that he ever used one. And I think
0: the other part is that Eduardo's able to then share stories with us that we wouldn't, that none of us would be able to get otherwise because he's able to do those things. He's such a great connector. Yeah. He's and a terrific teammate. He's just what he's just such a wonderful guy.
1: What are you expecting? We're here. We are. It's going to be all right. Obviously, when you have. I'll throw it at you. I've been throwing it at everybody else. I try and go, listen, Shohei Otani's not – don't think of him like as a baseball player. Think of him as like Tom Cruise. You put Tom Cruise in the movie, you make a ton of money domestically, you make a ton of money internationally, he's a star. You put the star on the stage, you make yeah. a lot of money. So right now, everybody's who's in on – they're not going to be making a lot of moves because they're waiting to see if they can get him – Once he falls, what what do you think is going to happen here? Because not a lot has happened so far. It's
0: a good question. I think that there's actually two players that are holding up the market, and the other one is Yoshinobu Yamamoto, who is three times in Japan – for consecutive years, he's won their version of the Cy Young Award, the, the Sawamura. He's just 25. He pitched, if you if you watch or listen to any of the WBC, you heard Yamamoto. It's pretty good stuff. Um, he moves the ball around well, but he's young. And that's going to get more teams involved than you normally would have because there's a better certainty about what he's going to be you're like, prime, years. Yeah, like. You're buying soda. prime, baby. like You're years, buying right? prime. So it's going to be a big number for Yamamoto. And I think in spite of the fact that he has not pitched in the States, he is the arm that is controlling the market over, like a two-time Cy Young Award winner in Blake Snell or Jordan Montgomery, who obviously had a great postseason. So, I think that you're right in that Otani is holding it up, but I think Yamamoto is too. And here's here's like we'll use Otani as an example, right? So, what are the five teams we've heard with Otani, right? The Giants, the Dodgers, the Angels, the Cubs, the Jays. All right. So let's say, and I don't think this is this is. Uh, unlikely to happen. Let's say Otani goes to like the Giants, right, or the Dodgers. Well, the Cubs and the and the Jays desperately need left-handed hitters, and they need an impact player. Cubs need it for their TV network as much as they do for their lineup. Um, the Jays really are feeling a lot of pressure to compete and to take that next step forward. Back to back
1: rough outs in the postseason. Yes,
0: yeah, they haven't won a playoff. They're only six in playoff games over the last four years. So all of a sudden, they can move on to the Juan Soto market, right? If that's the guy that they want to add or to Cody Bellinger. And if they want to move on to Juan Soto, well, they're the, you know, people have been critical of the Padres' ask of the Yankees. Well, the Padres can ask that right now because there is no competition. That's the price for what it is right now. If you want to try and jump the market they want to be able to see what those offers are going to be from other teams and there might be better ones and that might be more that that leverage may help to push the yankees deeper into giving up players that they don't want so that's part of the reason why it's at a stalemate and i think it fits the same way with the trade market for starting pitching so not only does yamamoto tie up the starters um that are on the free agent market but like the white Sox need to wait to see what what most likely need to wait to see where Yamamoto goes before they trade Dylan Cease because Cease has two years of control. The Dodgers are a team that are heavily involved. Now it's not to say that the Dodgers couldn't do Otani and Yamamoto and Cease, but it's very unlikely that that would happen. Right. So, so like you have to try and play that out as long as you can. And those biggest dominoes to fault and how to, to cause that. Otani is just finishing up meetings with teams. It seems unlikely he's going to sign here at the winter meetings. Yamamoto isn't even really doing his big meetings until next week. So I think more of the activity is going to push, be pushed closer to Christmas. Now, that said, there are probably some mid-tier free agents. The DH market could move here. Relievers always do. I think you could see more trades like you saw last night um, with the, the Braves and the Mariners. You could see trades with, like, Minnesota has, um, you know, like three players, I think, in that are interest to people. Max Kepler, Jorge Polanco, Kristen Vasquez. You could see them moving that because the, those moves are largely independent of the markets for the biggest players. We need something. We'll get something.
1: Or we're gonna see you tomorrow. What time you come back tomorrow and we'll I don't
0: know what time talk about the, the
1: winter meetings again and how much you love the winter meetings.
0: I mean I'm still gonna love the winter meetings whether <laughs> there's action or not. <laughs> but yeah, well, I think we're in a holding pattern. Yeah. Wow.
1: It's well, unfortunate. Well it's gonna be it's gonna you know it's gonna be it's going to be one of those where for like the A's we try and tell this is about laying the foundation for something. Like right yeah. now we're going to see David Force, we're going to talk to him on Wednesday. We got Cotse tomorrow. This is laying the ground for deals that are going to be done well after the winter. Well,
0: I think I think for the A's too, they're not like there's not a guy that you look at that they're going to move that's like a big impact, right? Like if they moved what? They can they're not around. moving. They're going to
1: be signed. There's actually, the thing is, you need to sign they, they need to well, sign they need somebody to, sign to get some innings. Agents, right?
0: yeah, so, they need so some innings. You're either looking at somebody that's a bounce back or you're looking at somebody that's in that fourth tier of the starters, right? And it, yeah. so I talked to both those guys today. And so you're looking for that. You probably need another veteran position player to go in the mix, but they're going to be on lower level deals. High incentive probably for the pitcher. I don't think you're going to see them sign somebody necessarily at the Kena Maeda level or at no. the kyle gibson level right it's going to be a little bit below that um and so they're going to play in that next tier of the market but they're also going to have better i think production and more excitement for some of the young players that are coming you know and i think you're going to see some opportunities for guys um that you know, you're you hoping to be able to put some role players around like they had last year a little bit with you know tony kemp and jace peterson and and a Alethmis Diaz that can try and help alleviate some of the the pressure on those young guys, but it's going to be like it's going to be mild moves that are, are more with the idea of not blocking the young guys to be able to contribute not just this year but in the near future.
1: Derek Shelton,
0: yes, he's next. Warren High School. I went to Lake Forest. Wait, do we have right? a rival high school? Yeah, going he's going to. This is the third time we've talked. About about it today so he's going to be uh, he's over discussing it. it yeah
1: warren you still- please tell me your high school is better than his high school yeah,
0: yeah i mean well, you little- played the good lake forest teams that had alan bennis though alan bennis mike Stamison, who was mike hardenstein's stepson danny esplin danny esplin was a dude at southern yeah danny esplin great high school player so <laughs> oh look Kylie mcdaniel brought his hair Kylie, I notice you're standing by yourself again. No one will talk to you, huh? Hey, we'll talk to him. Hey, we love him. Are you kidding me? I'm so glad that somebody does. No one loves you more than me. Happy holidays.
1: Hey, can I buy you Can I buy you drinks later? Sure. What do you think about that? Um,
0: will you accept that? As long that? as I don't have to reach into my pocket, everything. Will you accept good. that? Yes. Well, I'll <laughs> hang out with you if you buy me. You
1: know what? Well, with Cody, too. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. He buy me so me he as
0: well. can he can buy drinks too.
1: Uh you're the best. You know our he, your show is our favorite show. And I and we talk about you and I do mean it. I I will butter up everybody that we have on but you are my
0: favorite no, show. Yeah, no, you, you guys said, have the best the boys. I he, brought money bags when my wife's here so she'll just buy it. Oh, that's great. That's perfect. Here's to marrying up.
1: <laughs> and then I, I have to I buy her drinks. It's funny how it works. He never pay, he never pays everybody else. Yeah. But, Actually, you guys are kind of peas in a pod yeah we we are are on
0: scholarship more often than i am (laughs) all right good Good to to see see us take care
1: three outstanding guys and it was phenomenal to see them in nashville at the winter meetings we thank eduardo perez jim duquette and mike farron thank you for listening to ace unfiltered now back to ace cast powered by iHeartRadio.
0: this has been a presentation of the oakland athletics